And welcome to the uh, Rugby Report card for another dark, cold, lonely week. An absolute travesty. An embarrassment, some would say. Not I. Some would say embarrassment. The fixture that was the All Blacks v Australia in the third blend is low, Blake. How are you? But I'm not good. It was atrocious. Uh, it was only my second Father's Day and I almost regretted being a father. It was that bad. I know. And do you, you think some of the clout you get on Father's Day that you don't get on others? You could actually have the time slot to watch it. I was so bloody excited for this. Uh, it's been 20 years since an afternoon test. Uh, the script was made. I was so excited. The performance was disgusting. It was never competitive. It was awful. Richard, what do you think? Yeah, it was expected, mate. Oh, that hurts. Yeah. Yeah. You don't actually care about Blake. It's your son. He had to witness that. Yeah, that that, that hurts. That, that hurts. I, I feel bad for your son. <laughs> he's not uh, asleep for the night games. Yeah. He's got his Wallaby jersey on and he's sound asleep. It's like most of the fans in the crowd then. Um. Well, really quickly, I just wanted to address a few big picture things before we drill down into the players. Uh, And I know we've hit this one before, but is playing New Zealand too often ruining Australian rugby? The French series had genuine buy-in. South Africa are world beaters. They look like world beaters. Everyone's buying into their narrative. We're all excited for their test match against the All Blacks. It, it has a, a main event feeling about it because they haven't played the fucking All Blacks for two years when they lost to them at the World Cup. And as a result, they look fantastic. Are we playing the All Blacks too much? Is it ruining young players? Is it ruining the fans? Is it ruining Australian rugby? What do you think? Yeah, short answer, yes. Long answer, you throw me the keys, i got a two-tier system. The first team does not play the All Blacks. If I've got a team of under 25, they don't play the All Blacks until all of them turn 26. And then you just feed this charity team to the All Blacks to play the Bledisloe because we can't win it. It's an embarrassment. It's losing traction in our code in our country. And we need to develop a team that is ready for the All Blacks when we start playing this shit and get this whole thing going again. So get Wendell out. Get Drew Mitchell, him and Ali Jones. Gitto will be eligible. Turanui in the centres. Turanui in the centres. Yeah, that's what I think. (laughs) That is a terrible strategy. Uh, Richard, what are your thoughts? Are are we playing too often? Is it it just crawling, winning culture, fan momentum, um, any – it just wrecks the fucking rugby season. Is is it a problem? Um, First of all, I, uh, I just need to uh, ask, Jim, are you okay? Because that's that's crazy what you just said. Are you okay? Dude, mate, I'm, I'm, I'm a businessman, right? The current model's not working. You can't just tell everyone to tune in on a Sunday at three for them, for families to be wrong. Some people's kids are watching. You know? Some people's kids are watching for the first time too, Richard. It's Father's Day. No, sorry. I just wanted to um, check. I just wanted to check. But to answer your question, Blake, uh, no, I don't think you are playing them too much. I think if you look at your record against a lot of international teams um, across the world, um, I think you do actually have negative records against them. So you could argue you could play if you played England all the time or Ireland all the time or Fra- a full-strength France all the time, you could end up having the same record. So I think it's maybe a bit... I don't remember asking you to be a dick about it, Richard. Yeah. England is shit. It'd be nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but right now, yeah. But don't you think it's genuinely not competitive? And I think that's what we saw on the weekend. There wasn't a facet of the game outside maybe the scrum that was even competitive. There was no 
individual brilliance or refereeing decision that would have even made this a game of rugby. It's just feel it's too easy. It's too easy to say, oh, we're playing too much. Change, change it. I'm sorry. That's that's what's going to happen. I just can't. I, I don't like that, that you're running. Well, that I, am. One of I your say we keep playing them. We run my two-tier system. It's the only <laughs> way. Solved. Well, the yeah. under 20... The under 26 is an over 26 is team? Yeah, okay. Thanks. It has to be. I'd even be happy with 28, to be honest with you. Uh, okay. Um, I'll leave it there, but, but I do think it's a problem, and it's a problem if they're a professional system. We're not, uh, and it's a, it's a real problem. And yeah. That's the issue. That's the issue. It's not the fact that you're playing them too much. But anyway, move on. Yeah, sorry. What was uh, just they're not playing them as much as a short-term fix. And the, the professional tier system is a long-term fix. But moving on really quickly, the other issue I had... So you so you think the professional tier system might work? Long-term. Oh, your system. You're talking about my two-tier system? <laughs> yeah. No, what are you doing? What are you doing? I want nothing to do with your, your system. You, Tuanui, Drew Mitchell can go, go, go hang out against the All Blacks. I'm not in. Um, my, my next question is, and this kills me as a Brummies fan, it's going to hurt you, Jim, but I've got to say it, um, is... Dan McKellar being the forwards coach and whatever Brumby's bias there is in this team, is it a, is it a problem? Uh, he's clearly picking his boys. Uh, and I know what you two think about Tupo, but he clearly was the best Australian forward in Super Rugby. He's playing 22 minutes off the bench. We're not getting any action out of him. The entire forward pack is the Brumbies plus Hooper. Uh, the back line, the number 10's atrocious, Brumbies. 13's atrocious, Brumbies. 15's atrocious, Brumbies. Are there too many Brumbies in this team? They didn't win Super Rugby AU. We're picking two Reds in this team. I would hypothesise that if we pick the Reds with Michael Hooper, we do better than this Wallaby team is. Uh, Is it a problem? Is my Brumby conspiracy true or am I talking shit? What do you think? Oh, I think you're talking shit. I think... um... (laughs) Uh, if I'm honest, um, I think in this situation, there's, there's too many issues. So if you look at the argument about Reds players, I think Paisami obviously couldn't play because he was with his family at the moment in time. Um, I think if you look at that pack, you know, Swain, number six, didn't have a great game this, this week, but I think he's probably uh, earned his right to be, be six. Uh, Valentini, I don't know the issue with Harry Wilson. If either of you do, then... Um, uh, he needs to play, yes. Uh, injuries has obviously stopped uh, James O'Connor playing. Um, so I think there there are some extenuating circumstances in there. Like Phillips is uh, Philip is not a not a Brumby. Um, get rid of Banks, yeah. But I, I, I don't quite believe the narrative that you're running that it's a problem. He's picking his boys. I just think this week was an exception to the norm. Jim, what do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. Look, McKellar was definitely. I don't even know if he was the next guy off the rank. I reckon Brad Thorne had some pretty big stake on that position but um the Brumbies being the success that they were over the last two years you know I could see how it was made um look he knows those boys he knows how to coach them he knows what they can and can't do and he can work with that talent he probably needs a little more time to analyze the depths and the nuances of the Queensland pack to get what he wants and he's got to go in with what he thinks is the best squad and what he knows is what he knows and he doesn't know that squad but it's not but it's not this is this is this is assuming that he's as unprofessional as to rule out an entire pack it, based off the what pack. state they're from. It's not the pack. Like if uh, positions one and James Slipper is. But the, he's only in charge of the pack. Yeah, I know. So that's why I'm saying I don't buy it. Like James Slipper is 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 the best option at one. We disagree with Tupo and Alaratoba, but there's not that big of a difference. Uh, BPA would have played. 
um, if he wasn't obviously injured, so that he's not a Brumby. Philip is not a Brumby. Swain, we've been saying how good he is, but if um, Salakai Loto was was fit, then he'd be playing, so he's not a Brumby. And then you've got six, seven, eight, and that's only Valentini. And yes, I agree that Harry Wilson should be in. So I don't quite agree with that thing that it's it's over over Brumby five. Yeah, you've, you've done well there. I think five Brumbies. Five Brumbies and two on the bench for a pack that got schooled in Super Rugby um, is a recipe for not beating the All Blacks. And I just was throwing out the hypothesis, is Dan McKellar doing what Jim said, picking what he knows, uh, picking guys that train well uh, and not picking guys that deliver on the field? I I think there's a Brumby problem in that team. Um, And I love the Brumbies and I don't want to believe it, but I just don't think they're delivering. Um, and it seems to be some strange, strange decisions going on there. And when you have the provincial coach is the forwards coach uh, and five out of eight come from the Brumbies team, uh, and I think it's been more in other weeks, um, yeesh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Don't love it. Grim. But i tell you what is grim, the player rating this week. Let's get into them. Um, do you want to start at number 15, boys? Because I feel like... Uh... We've done enough chat about everything else. I that just wanna... absolute bum doesn't even deserve to be the number 15. Let's call him the number 31 so he's outside of the squad for all future references. So, yes, let's talk about 31, Richard. Oh, look, for me, I've, I've, look, I'm on the record in the past of just saying that, for me, he shouldn't be in that Wallaby team. Um, I feel like he, he doesn't do enough um, in either attack or defence. I feel like they don't even work well as a back three, or all of them. Um, just... I worry every time the ball goes in the air. Well, it's funny for me, for me but I worry whenever the ball's going to go up in the air. Is he going to catch it? Is he going to drop it? He looks like... He might use his head. Yeah. Uh, he looks like... I love your concern in. for Australian rugby too. Love it. Yeah, I know. You get, get your, I love your worry. Get your hopes up, boys, and then they dash, which is funny. Um, but also that, that, uh, that moment in the second half, I think it was, where he just caught the ball and just dilly-dallied. He was like so lacking in confidence. Like, what should I do? Oh, I'm just going to shovel it. And like... Come on, mate. You're an international fullback. Well, you should be. You make better decisions. So he needs to go uh, for me. I'm going to throw to you, Jim. But wait, before I do, Matt Burke, Chris Latham. Okay, Matt Burke, just throwing some names at you. Future Wallaby, previous Wallaby 15s, Israel Folau, Matthew Burke, Chris Latham. Jim, what did you think about 31 on the weekend? 31? I don't understand 31. I refuse to give him the number 15. He doesn't deserve it anymore. He's out of the squad. All right. Look, absolute trash, yeah? I believe – no, I didn't. But the point to be made is when he didn't even fucking kick it into the field of play after the red card. The field position, the 22 where the best rugby's played, we didn't get a chance to see it because he can't fucking kick it where he needs to kick it. And that's supposed to be the strength of his game. I used to not be worried. Now I'm worried. When the ball's in his hand and he's required to kick, I shed sweat. And I shouldn't be doing that, man. I should be getting ready for the line-out that we're about to lose. But I can't. I'm too worried about the kick. (laughs) Exactly. And look, he's got serves one purpose, mate, and it's the meme on Twitter that you get to send out if he actually breaks the line. The problem was statistically I think he ran our second most metres for the game. Uh, it shows you yeah, hold up. what the other bums were doing. Yeah, hold up. You just saw the meme you sent at the end of the game. All those names you listed off, mate, they were household names. Back of the cereal box, every mother pining over him. No one knows. They're still pining over Berkey, mate. No one in suburbia knows who Tom Banks is, and no one's pining over Tom Banks either. No names, Jim. Just uh, for the 15. record, for number 31. Number number thirty one, AK. And if he had to be on one, he'd be on the Fruit Loop box. 
um, aka number 15. <laughs> I don't really know the reference, but sure. Um, I feel like the run meters comment that you just made, I think that's just indicative of him being a fullback and just the fact that they kicked a lot. And being chased down from Rico Ioane. Yeah. Can I just go on record and say that that tackle was in bloody credible? To, to be ahead, ahead 3-0 in the series, up by 1,000 points, never in chance of losing the game, and then he just pulls off a George Gregan light tackle for shits and giggles against our fastest player. Yeah. Very impressive. Can I just go on the record, though, that he should have fucking passed or kicked or done something yes. other than just get tackled into touch? Arrogant. Arrogant. <laughs> You're losing by 40 men. Two games and 40 points. Do something, please. So and do the cross kick. I do think he has number thirty-one become a bit of a scapegoat for all of our backline woes. Um, but I think we're all in agreement, and the rugby community is in agreement with this. He's got no business being in a Wallaby Guernsey for at least twelve months. He's got to do a lot of work to get back there. And I heard Jesse Moggs back at the Brumbies next yeah. year. So enjoy yeah. the bench, champ. Well, he won't be picked because he's a Brumby. But um, anyway, uh, do you want to go to eleven? Yes, is that uh, Corabetti who deserves the name, I believe? Yeah, so Corabetti. I think uh, I would uh, just say that he did play well. He's, he's got such a, a dynamic running when he has ball in hand. And he's, he's one, we mentioned support player one. He is someone who is on the, on the shoulder of a lot of his teammates when they do break, break the line. Um, but just my biggest issue with Corabetti is the fact that just defensively and working as a back three, a good team can work him out, you know, kick behind him um, positionally. I just think he's still got a long way to go. So, yes, he deserves a name, but still lots of growth defensively for, for me, for him. I'd be licking my gums if I was coaching against Corabetti. He's got two gears and it's not enough to sell a car on. It's he's he, I, Yes, people get so excited when he energizes bunnies and he runs around, most energetic person on the field. It's really cool to see and it gets the fans going. The people love it. But as a football player playing in a 15-man side team, we need a lot more from him. Those tackles that he misses and sets up those breaks down the sideline, which are becoming all too common, all too common, Richard and Blake, and I'm not happy about it. And I know I'm a minority here, and I know that because they love the Energizer Bunnies, but I'm not into him. I'm a bit, I'm a bit done. As a member of a 15-man side team, you've got to say that the poor bloke has has copped it. He has about seven disallowed tries a game, doesn't he? Yeah, that's because he, he doesn't know the rules. Just like Kellaway, he doesn't know them either. <laughs> um, what I will say about MK, like that, I wish that was a thing. He's off to Japan next year, the bastard. Uh, he just missed that tackle at the end of the game, and that shit's unforgivable. Um, and I guess the point I'm trying to make there is we're worse than the All Blacks. We all know that, right? So for us to beat the All Blacks, a series of things need to go our way. We need to have the ref 60-40. We probably need a card. We got it in this instance. We need our goal kicker to every goal. We need our kicks for touch to all go into touch. We need to win every line out. We need to win every scrum. And we need to not miss the most straightforward tackles. You need everything to be perfect. And I just I find that shit unforgivable. No so team against the All Blacks is going to be able to perform a hundred percent tackle rate. Not at no, the amount but of his, his tackle was his tackle was disgusting at the end of the game. It reeked of well, we've lost anyway. But he does he does that he does that a couple of times a game, man. Rewind the tape, watch carefully, get your Corabetti cam on, you'll see it. And it's because he defends on the wing, so the rush is a legit option. 
the cramming and jamming the play so it doesn't make it all the way out to the wing is a legit option. So that's in his mindset. He's probably got that wired into him where I need to hit this guy hard so he doesn't get a pass away. But, mate, little fancy footwork. I've never seen greater feet than I've seen on those locks and back rowers in the all-black team. They're just going to have their way with you. Well, look, all I will say is we probably shouldn't spend too much time on, on one of our best three players. So he played all right. Um, you know, the team sucked. What more do you want? Uh, on the other side, we had number 14. Um, I just thought utterly anonymous, um, survives on goodwill of, of previous performances. Wouldn't mind seeing him as 15. Proper had no idea he was on the field. What did you boys think? Yeah, I'd agree with everything you said. I think he's got a good, got enough goodwill in the bank for him to, to keep hold of his, his gold jersey. I agree with the sense of it that I think he should play 15 to get rid of Banks. But uh, I do feel a bit bad for him because... That ball didn't really get out to Ikata, sorry, 13 much, let alone get out to, to him that often. So uh, I think there's extenuating circumstances in this situation because he doesn't have the energizer bunny features that Corobete uh, does. No, he doesn't. And look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bypass this one because, like you just said, didn't get the ball, but I think his natural game is a very average one. He's the mean, the median, the range, whatever else there is in year eight maths. And look, he was always going to end up there. If he digs himself out of this mediocre performance, then good to him. Good on him. It's rough on the wing, uh, and he's the type of winger that isn't going to do something from nothing. Uh, So he needs the ball to come his way. It didn't today. Uh, Number 13, what did your boys think of him? Um, Yeah, no good at all. Um, You know what stood out to me most this game is how small he is and how much you can get exposed when you are sort of a lot smaller than your counterparts. Because those centre pairings and the wingers for New Zealand, they're big boys, man. They're big boys, right? And I don't think we're packing much aggression and a much physicality on our outskirts. I wouldn't rate any of our back three outside of Corabetti, um as being f- as having a physical game at all. Um, so once again, if I'm... No, you see Callaway and Tom Banks in a dark alley at night, you're not worried, are you? Of course not, no. You're, You're not asking worried. for their wallet. Yeah, and they're handing it over quick smart. I think uh, I, I feel a bit sorry for, for number 13, though, because I felt like uh, Karevi did play well, uh, but he went he went searching for con- uh, for contact a lot, stepping off his outside foot. But I think we need to pay homage to that idea of the of, of the New Zealand uh, rush defence. I felt like Ikitao, or sorry, 13, um, really struggled to combat that, or maybe even the whole back line maybe co- struggled to combat that. It goes back to that point. If you don't win the contact, whoever it is, by the footwork to then get that extra yard, I feel like the 13's always going to struggle to get in the game. So he I, did, thought, I thought the 13 had a few decent line breaks. He, he was good for Adelaide and one of our few blokes. But you're right, he never, ever touched the ball until the last 10 minutes of the game. And look, put simply, he's just not there yet. We can see that the kid's got talent, right? But he's not there yet. Um, and, and he's just got no business being the Wallaby 13. He, he, he needs three years. He needs two, three years of, of NRC, of Super Rugby, and he well might be there. He might be the Wallaby 13 for four years after that, but he's not there yet, um, and, and he was boy playing men against the All Blacks. Uh, he, he didn't look up to it. No, I completely agree. He's just not there. And you can argue the same with Kellaway, even though he's played really well. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, you think these bums deserve names? 11. Jesus Christ, Sorry. You can argue the same with him just because he's a young gun just earning his stripes too. But this feeds into my theory that we need to have a different team to play the All Blacks of Jess Hasbins. Make it like the, the 
what are they called when they get the old ones out of retirement to play a quick Just get Dell on the wing. Yeah, just get Dell on the wing, Takiri back, um, Drew Mitchell. Drew in the centres. All of them. Get them all back. They're the team that play. And, you know, just make a bit of money out of it. Have a raffle at the start or something. Just make it a fun fixture for the family. That's what it needs to be because it's ruining all prospects. <laughs> Oh, it's funny. Um, look, he, he he's just not there yet. And, and I think I, I saw today, I think it was um, Ben Darwin tweeted that um, COVID aside between, uh, I think it was the first, oh, look, I'm, I'm, I'm butchering the tweet, but it was basically <laughs> New Zealand rugby is going to play 159 professional games of rugby between whenever and the end of the season, uh, Australia, is going to play in our entire country 13 games of professional rugby. Obviously, it's an anomaly this year, right? And but- just say that that is a that is a great stat, Blake. Uh, if you would ever, if you'd like to take over the the stats job, mate, I, I bossed it up, Richard. With, you would have that, fucking nailed it with that level of accuracy. I feel like it's, it's your role, mate. It's your team. <laughs> yeah. You will get the point, though. And the point is that if Hikitao isn't playing for the Wallabies, he's not playing, and this is the problem. So we can't just stick two and in there. No, but it's just such a big thing. You can't just say COVID aside. COVID is a thing. Like it's it's a big issue. It, it right is now. a thing, but on any other given year, they're not playing professional rugby anyway. No, but because we it, don't have a second tier competition. But at least there that's would be the more. That's the point, games. I think. Yeah, but there would be more games. You're yeah. playing me, mate. Ikitel's yeah. running up against me. Yeah, because the third A didn't show up. He missed the bus. Can I just say he's also running against up against you, and he's just uh, that you called him a bum. Exactly. This is the whole point. It happens. Um, all right, moving on. Karevi 12 deserves Karevi 12 absolutely deserves a name, but I think it was a tale of two cities here, and it depends what, what one you want to buy into. It was either Karevi ball, chuck it to Karevi. He's the only bloke who doesn't look scared of the All Blacks. Uh, and he actually had a look on his face sometimes like, holy shit, the Wallabies got shit while I was overseas. Didn't it? I saw that look. Um, he was the only, <laughs> he really did. Uh, he was the only bloke who had anything about him. But on the other hand, he also stifled all attack. Mm-hmm. Karevi running into four All Blacks and making half a metre, sick. Nothing else was doing for the rest of the game. So I'm, I'm a little bit torn on him. I, I did appreciate his efforts. You can see what a talent he is. But you could see he hasn't been part of the squad. There was zero continuity there. And I almost felt it was like, hey, number 10, you freaking suck, man. Just chuck me the ball and I'll truck it up. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's different to the Japanese comp, isn't it? That would have been yeah, I put, exactly. I put, I put fucking hard yen on that being a try if that was in the Japanese comp him sneaking it from the back of the ruck and going across and scoring. That's great rugby. The fans love it. And that's what Corabetti Yeah, and that's what Carabetti should be happy about too because I, I bet you they allow that crawl. That crawl shit will go along as well. No drama. Definitely not. It'll all flow. Mate, it's held to Skelter over there, Richard. It's chaos. But, but I saw the look in his eye. I saw that tweak. I saw that moment of realisation, the penny dropped where he went, Fuck with these these guys suck, man. Where, where's Kieran Durrani, man? Yeah, where's and then and then I think for the pay packet he's getting for the two weeks work he's doing, I imagine he was like, I better do something. So he probably overplayed his hand a little bit. Um, it was too much about Karevi, too much about him. But he's just got the talent to create opportunities around him. And I reckon he looked a little bit quicker. He was a little more hanging around for the pop ball and the and everything else. So I, I liked him. He stays next week. Yeah, he definitely stays. But the problem was because he tried to play Karevi ball or go too hard, he ended up hindering because he went on his own and ended up the support 
network around him. Clean out was poor, poorly executed because players didn't know what he was doing. Um, so that needs to change. And even uh, number 10 didn't use him as a dummy runner as much as he could to try and um, obviously break down the defence. Um, but he does deserve a name. Karevi did a, did well enough to deserve a name in this game. Deserves a name, mate. Can even have a shit haircut if he wants. Uh, number 10, I'm taking the kid's gloves off here. I'm not saying, oh, the forward pack didn't deliver for him. He didn't have the combinations. He sucked. You are playing for the Wallabies. And let's call a spade a spade. You're picking a 20-year-old kid who we've all vouched for on this podcast. I think you can see his talent. Everyone can see his talent. But he was out of form for 95% of the Super Rugby season, and he's been informed for, what, one test match? The, the time has come. This kid sucks. Uh, and, again, he will, he will definitely get there. We can all see it. But he's not there yet. He has no business playing international rugby. What you wouldn't have given, and I genuinely for Bernard Foley to be ten, for Quay Cooper to be ten. I don't no, no, I would no. What's this? <laughs> no, like you seriously swing off that guy. I thought I would it. slide it in there, and you'd all just not be listening by the end of my rant, and I'd get away with it. The time is now, though. The takeaway from that is, is the time is now. Well, so you take a bench, have a think about it. I mean, really think about it. Um. And watch and watch how Quaid does it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you need to aim for. No, I think case watch, in point watch how is, Reese does it. That's yeah, Reese came on. He doesn't get a last name, but Reese came on, and all of a sudden we had a first receiver who was a running option and passed at the advantage line. Not to the All Blacks, mind you, uh, to Wallabies at the advantage line, trucked the ball up, and we looked like a team moving forward. Yeah. Uh, and he's just not delivering that. He's playing 20 metres behind the game line. He's out of confidence. He looks down on pace. He looks small. Um, he looks shit. Yeah, and be careful with these glorifying the bench plays because they're coming on at a point of the game where it's, fuck it, can't get any worse, and they just get to do whatever they like because it's an open field. We're losing 40 points. Try something, please. Yeah, but I, th- I still need to just just pull it in a little bit and say, look, if you're actually thinking that he is a long-term option, okay, I just feel like you're coming up against games, to use your language, that are against a weaker opposition. Is it this is an opportunity to stick with him? It doesn't work. Ah, I'm over it, Richard. I'm passionate. I'm bored and I'm angry. And I just don't think interna- international rugby is not where you learn how to play rugby. And if it is, you're fucked. We're fucked. And that's what we've been doing for 10 years. Look, like it's um, not where you learn how to play international rugby. It, no. it, it just isn't. And and 10 and 13, it's the exact same scenario occurring in those two positions. I would argue as we shift across to number nine, there is crap tons of natural talent there. Uh, looks every... He's not getting a name? I, he doesn't deserve it for me this week. Nameless. Okay, keep going. Um, looks every bit of future Wallaby. He's not there yet either. I thought when White came on with his 1920s postman look, Looked, looked, uh, international wall, uh, looked a nine that plays at this level. Um, Tate will definitely get there, and, and I definitely pick him while Nick White's, uh, when Nick White's in Can I ask, you interchange between Tate and number nine. What, what do you go with, man? Yeah, I'm getting confused, Richard. I'm getting rattled. He played okay. You know, that's the issue here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but I don't know, mate. I want to see Nick White play there. What do you boys reckon? Yeah, Nick White will definitely start next. He just had a blinder, mate, and he's got that much experience, and he, you know, he's going to do well. 
He's going to do that position how we need it. His box kick's awesome as well. Box kick's getting charged down way too many times. I'm not happy about that shit. Um, so I'm excited about him. But where the but space at least the box kicking option adds. Sorry for interrupting, Jim, but That's at least fine. the box kicking is an option. We're optionless at the moment. A well-executed oh. one for sure. Where the space was in this game was around the rucks. That's where all mm. our breaks were made. Our line breaks were very tight. And both of those people snuffed him out, which is really good. The instinct and the talent is there. Um, but nine needs to simmer. There's an element of cool, calm head. And I, I'm not heaps into shitting on the whole team's performance at the end of the game. I know a lot of people love that, but I didn't like that. Can I just say about Tay, about, I have to actually applaud him for um, how he changed his game throughout the, the game, if that makes sense. Like at the start, I felt like he crabbed a lot across the field trying to look for the uh, the gaps in the in the outer part of the defense or to try and uh, get his, uh, his forward runners into it. But I agree with your point, Jim. He actually evolved and he was the one who started to look in around that, that fringe defense or that, or that ruck defense, and he was the one that started to do it. Um, but I do think his pass off the base of, the, uh, base of a ruck needs to be quicker but whether it's the fact is he doesn't really know who the first receiver is half the time, lack of organization. And I think to the point about Nick White, I think he is the long term, he is the option and he should start next game. However, he was advantaged this game because he was coming into a situation where um, there was a little bit more space within the game. Um, there was a little bit, you were on top in inverted commas more later on in the game. So I think that might have advantaged him more in that situation. And you can't shatter that guy's confidence, old Nick White, cowboy. You can't shatter it. All right, real quick then, we've just hit the back line. Uh, I promise we'll do the forwards quicker, but pick me a Wallaby back line for next week against the Springboks. Who's ready to go off the bat? No one's ready to go. That's the problem. Just throw us, no, no. The players suck, Richard. We're, we're picking bums. But which bums are you picking? Am I going for who would I pick if I just had Who fun? would you pick, Jim? No, no steak? No, well, there's a steak. I'm, you reckon I'm not punting on sports? We are going punting. to lose hugely this weekend, right? It's going to be a absolute fuckery it's going to be bad to think anyone to sit there and think it's going to be not a repeat of last week the south african defense is unmatched man that is next level shit you couldn't fly anywhere in the world and get that just haven't played the all blacks buddy look what yeah all right um 15 i'm gonna go with banks again because i think he needs to really it's crazy you want to lose 15, bad and- 15, I'm going with 15. Fucking this, I'm fucked from the beginning. This is too hard. <laughs> no, um, no, you can use names for this. I'm just shocked that you're picking him. Oh, right. Yeah, well, I, I, I just think he needs to fall. He needs to be at the bottom of the barrel before you pick him up. I'm going MK14. I'm going Patea <laughs> 11. Huh? So the hypothesis is <laughs> pick him. So he loses by heaps, so you yeah. never pick him again. Yeah, it really yeah. doesn't make sense, Jim. Because if you leave the door slightly open, they'll, these guys will find their way back in because no one's kicking any door down. <laughs> so you need to kick him out. Um, 13. So you're, you're picking the worst possible background right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing a lot of changes in there. I'm throwing changes. 13, I'm going, um, I'm going to stick with Len. 12, sticking with Karevi. 10, I'm most certainly. Certainly putting in Quade Cooper at 10. We go Nick White at nine. That's it. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Richard, what's your Wallaby back line? And is it for the same reason? I, I don't really know how I can follow that, Jim. I just, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, if I'm being serious, I'd like to see Kellaway at, uh, at 15. I feel like he's he's good under the high ball. The Bockies are going to kick a lot. Uh, so I feel like that's a good option at, at 15. Um, Corobete on one wing. 
Um, on the other wing, I'd like to ooh, see Jordan Pataya potentially come onto that wing as an option. Maybe defend it might help in that, that back three form. 13, I'd keep Ikatak because Paisami is probably still going to be in. Is he in New South Wales with it, or is he in Queensland with his with his uh, loved ones? So maybe get Paisami at thirteen, get Karevi at twelve. I'd actually uh, keep uh, Lalesio at ten, and which and then I'd put Nick White at nine. All right, I'm similar to Richard, so I'd go, uh, but a little bit different. I'm going Pataya at fifteen. Let's pull the band aid off. Pataya's at fifteen uh, on the wings. I'm going to go uh, MK. And Callaway, uh, centres, I'm going Karevi and Paisami. But I'm going Paisami at 12. He genuinely passes the ball. Karevi at 13. Uh, at 10, I've seen footage today of James O'Connor running around with the boys. So James O'Connor is playing 10 for me. He's not gonna. He's not gonna start, man. He'll be on it. He's a. He'll be a utility person off the bench. You can't get this long a time not playing international rugby and then just suddenly rock up as a 10 against the best team in the world. Well, if you don't have him. You've got Quade Cooper. Um, no, James O'Connor, 10. And if he isn't playing, I play Reese Hodge with Quade off the bench. It's crazy. Um, and then Nick White is nine. Um, playing Patea at 15 against the Springboks is like MJ dangling the baby outside the Berlin Hotel. <laughs> I tell you what, of all the MJ references, that's as safe as you can get now, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, we're not going anymore. No one yeah. can. <laughs> No one can accuse me of shit because that's just, that's just, no. It's going to oh, shatter him. Look, don't get me wrong. I think Springboks are very good. I think they're the beneficiary of not playing the All Blacks. I stand by my my thesis. It's, hang on, hang on. It's a thesis? It's a thesis? Mate, you reckon I couldn't write this, Richard? I could turn this into some poetry. Mate, 10,000 words by my next next podcast, yeah? Wouldn't Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> um, go on then, do you want to quickly do the, the forward? Be better than those Fox Sports journalists. Yeah, that's true. They're proper illiterate. <laughs> yeah, do you want to go into? <laughs> do you want to go under the four? Legitimately, the... they can't type. I'll, I'll try Sorry. for a third time to stay away from the Fox Sports coverage. Do you want to go onto the yeah uh, onto the forward pack? Yeah, uh, number eight was just disgraceful. Uh, in no way has he looked anywhere near the player we saw in Super Rugby. Um, only looked worse by the number six, who is just a club rugby player. We get it. He can mean mug people. But he can't. He can get a red card. He's heap shit at footy. Yeah. I, look, he can he does some good things. Does he? Like, just so I interrupt you a bit. I, I was on the I was on the um, the record a few weeks ago to thought that he actually played in that French series as as, as a pretty good player. I thought he nailed down that the six jersey. I think Jim and I spoke about that, but just his execution. He did one test. Didn't yeah, he? that execution. You were drunk. Yeah, probably. Um, he that execution, particularly at the breakdown, mate. You're a, you're a six. You you got to clean out quicker. You get there. He's too high on the ball. You know. That's your primary job is to clean that out and to get over the game line. And he just wasn't good enough six at the weekend. And, and eight, I'm sorry, yep, he's not an international quality player at the moment. He's a very good super rugby player, but um, just he's too loose, doesn't get enough work done at the breakdown um, and just not dynamic enough in, in and around the park as well. So for, for me, eight is, is needs to go. And seven, Michael Hooper always deserves a mention. Um, he's He continually steps up for the Wallabies, so kudos to him. Six and eight can't hold Pete Samu and Harry Wilson's jockstrap. Beat it. Get out. Jim, what do you think? Yeah, look, sadly, I, I agree. 
I think both six and eight are in the uh, development team that plays Argentina and France. They don't make the actual men's side. And then um, I think Harry Wilson has deserved, you know, he, he does stand up in these big games, expands upon his role a bit more consistently than, than um, sorry, eight as well. And then who was the other person? The old Pete Samu coming off tucked in shirt. He's in the men's team. He's in the men's team. Hooper, I just feel sorry for Hooper just looking at him. When he went off and I was like, oh, good, he's saved. But he's not. He's back on and he signed with a year with the Tars. I don't know why he does it to himself. Can I just say it's a shame, by the way, that Nasserani signed to go overseas because I think he was he was building into a, a good option in that back row. Wasn't he? And that's the real problem here. Like, Nasserani was exceptional off the bench. He should be starting in that position if we're serious. If we're serious, he should be starting in that position. <laughs> I, I think some of the Reds boys, um, look at Liam Wright, look at Fraser Wright. Like the, the Reds, they had a brilliant fucking season. And for some reason we don't talk about them as international They're not ready, players. man. They're not ready. Sure, granted, you could probably have that. They're not sixes. Liam Wright maybe. But, but yeah, look, we can all agree Swinton and uh, Valentini just simply aren't up to it. Valentini has both of them – tick all the boxes and the physicality stakes. They just need more time. They're too green. They're boys out there, man. They're boys. They're just young lads out there. Lambs to the slaughter. It is. It's like that. They don't tick the boxes physicality. They look like it. Like Swinton looks like a superhero, but they don't. As soon as it comes into the crunch, they don't match it at the physicality you level. You the best looking bloke, Richard, and the team. Um, Go on. Top three best looking wallabies. Richard's got Swinton at one. Do you actually? No. You got a one. I don't know, mate. Tell you what, for a prop, slip is not bad. You want sorry, for, for, for a prop? Yeah, I got my top three. Well, they're just big lads. Well, to be fair, there's, if, I don't know, you throw me. Maybe I need to write a thesis on it to, to join you. You mate. know what? Alalatoa is a handsome fella too. Alalatoa. Pete is a handsome fella. Pete Samu, obviously number one, and I won't have that. Oh, there's no discussion on that front. Andrew Kellaway looks smart. Yeah, Andrew Kellaway is two for me. I got Kellaway at two. Do you? You got a bit of a red, a bit of a redhead thing, Jim. I actually, I think Valentini's quite handsome. I got to have Valentini at the top. I like that hairstyle. I like that look. Pizzamo, surely. I'm surprised, Blake. I thought you'd have had Tupo. You love him. I thought you would have had him at number one because you love him. Too big for me, Richard. Okay. <laughs> All right, moving on. Do you want to do the uh, second rows? Swain and Philip, what did you do? Sorry, four and five. Special mention to Michael Hooper, mate. He, uh, how does he do it? How does he show up every day, mate? It, it, oh, God. It would be so tough, wouldn't it? Just under the goalpost thinking about the Harley, man, thinking about the cash. That's me when I was 15 and I used to work at the cinemas and the, the, the boss would leave and the other teenagers just wouldn't sweep the cinema. The boss wasn't there. They didn't feel a need to do it. And I just felt this pressure to keep sweeping. Did you? I'm the opposite. I'm the opposite. Keep sweeping. I've I've taken every single shortcut I've ever found in my life, <laughs> and I will continue to do so. There's where I give credit to Hooper. How do you not take the shortcut? <laughs> I th- I think Michael Hooper's got a WhatsApp group with like Harry Kane and Joe Root in there, surely just discussing how shit the rest of their team is. Surely, don't you think? Jackie Hooper's just looking, thinking, "Fuck, I was I, I could have been British." Wasn't he born over there? No, his dad was British. He was born in oh, Manly, but his, but his dad was British, I think. It'd be tiring, mate. Uh, the second row is both stunk this week. And again, 
Case in point, two blokes are definitely going to be Wallabies and every second or third game, they're sensational because they are good players. Hmm, sensational? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Sensational? Yeah, I'd say Swain was and I thought Philip for his first game back looked really good. Um, but they're just learning their craft at this level. Brody Retallick, despite what the fuck Jim says, is the best <laughs> role I reckon I've ever seen in my entire life. I think people, the listeners have forgotten that. I think we can move on from that. Retallick's <laughs> quite good. He's quite good. Uh, and you just look at Swain and Philip, and oh God, at four and five. I'm sorry. I'm losing the plot here, boys. Uh, but I see, I see the, the work rate in Philip. I see it. I see Swain in the lineup, but they're just not ready. Once again, cattle, cattle to the abattoir. Yeah, they're not ready. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Paddle to the abattoir? Yeah, just lambs to the slaughter. Yeah, I know. They're, they're absolutely. We, we, you see, you're literally killing them off, castrating them first and then killing them, yes? Sure. All I'm saying is they're not ready, man, and their confidence is going to be shat and they'll never be at their best. And I want them at their best. One and three serviceable. I think we'll all agree on that. But can yeah. we all agree that number two, what... What's doing? That yeah, was last week. If you recall, last week someone wrote in as a question: "Who was the bum of Super Rugby?" And I was googling, I was crunching stats. Dick was texting me. I was figuring it out, and I found it. Falau Fainga is rubbish. He lost his spot to a halfback. Do you know what? At Super Rugby, at Super Rugby AU, AU is probably the top try scorer. You can't have him. It doesn't matter. Come on, man! Don't run that shit here, please. <laughs> I'm, I was going to come in here and argue a big case, big case how malls should be done. I'm done with malls. I'm going to save that for next week. I'm giving them one more week, malls. Prove me wrong. Yeah, I'm a little off malls too. When the Brumbies do it, I love it, but I'm a little off them now. You <laughs> shit at them and you can't defend them. No, I think it goes to – I think the Wallabies defend them quite well. Swain demolished a few. Are we going to do the mall chat? I'll do the mall chat. I'll go for the mall chat. Yeah. yeah. I just I, – I, where I hate them is I actually agree with your point earlier, Jim, that the only rugby played in the 22 now is a mall. You get a penalty because if you're nuts, if you don't, can give away a penalty. Yeah, it's crazy. 22, you give yeah. away a penalty. I take every shortcut. So it's either a shot at goal or a mall. And fuck, it's boring, the malls. Isn't it? It's supposed to be the most exciting. Remember when the crowd used to get up when it was a line out, five out? They're sitting down now. They're sitting down, having a chat, checking the Instagram. Yeah. Um, that, the outcome of a mall is either a penalty to this team or a penalty to that team and fucking spin the lucky dip. It's 70-30, uh, which way it goes. Whatever. You could pull anyone up. They're all breaking the rules. All um, of them. And that's the nature of the mall. That's why we laugh at it. The outcome of a mall is never tip it off the top, hit the back line, seven on seven, ten metres out. I've never seen it. But, but can I just say, you've just argued basically every ruck. Everyone's breaking a rule in a ruck. What's the difference? No, the difference is every ruck, the ref doesn't play advantage. Every single mall, five metres out, a penalty is given or a try is called. I just feel like you're being a, a, a 10 and you don't understand the the, the, the beauty of, of working collegially in, in, a, in, a, in a mall. I'm telling you, uh, like, I used it's, to. it's boring watching it. I'm bored. Don't you? As a Brumbies fan, I loved it. Oh, we're dominating. We're da-da-da-da-da. It's just not, it's not a spectator sport, is it? And and Richard, I I always played in the forwards. You know that about me. I was I was raised in a mall, and at present, I just I just don't know Westfield. I just don't know if I recognise it. I'm not happy with it. I too spent a lot of time at Westfields, and malls are boring me as well. 
Okay, awesome. <laughs> um, all right. Can I just make? Do you want to move on to New Zealand? Like. And just make some. Uh, uh, just just praise them for their their amazing you know play and their number of things they did well. I've got some people shitting on Bowden Barrett, thinking he didn't control the game like Moanga. And if they had Moanga, they would have won by more. Bowden Barrett was fucking sensational. Every time he touched the ball, I shot my pants. Uh, the Yuani brothers are a special kind of talent. Uh, mm. Despite what Jim says, Brody Retallick is just the best second row I've ever seen. Um, wow, what did, uh, Jim, what did Jim like say? Like I said, enough time's passed. <laughs> he called him fantastic furniture. Enough time's passed. <laughs> <laughs> they were very fucking good, the All Blacks, and they should have won by a lot more than 20. I, I just have to say, absolutely. And the big things, we mentioned it last week, they just do so well in the clutch moments. They execute at all the right times. They've got a winning culture. They're kicking variety, short kicks, diagonal kicks, chips. They all know what's going on. They all play heads-up rugby. They're not, they just, it's just really awesome to watch. Um, but I'm excited to see how well they do against the All Blacks, uh, sorry, against the Springbok, because the Springbok rush defence, as we know, is, is amazing. Um, and even if you do that little chip through or dink over top, a Springbok will just block you running through. So it'll be interesting to see how they actually, um, how they do. Um, but just watching the, the, the All Blacks is just is amazing. Mate, they're taking the piss. Half their team didn't come to Australia. And then Geordie Barrett gets a red card. And they're like, that's right. We'll just put Damien McKenzie on, the best fullback in Super Rugby. Um, they're proper yeah. taking the piss. They're that good. Oh, I'm interested in this Springbok thing because from what I can see, everyone agrees with you boys that they are the best team in the world or they're 1% behind New Zealand playing a different style. I just don't buy it. Uh, so I'll be really interested to see. It's a clash of styles, yeah? Mm. It's a clash of styles. That's what we're in for. And But it's not this weekend, is it? No, it's the it's one, the one after. after. No, 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 it's two Yeah, because it's going to be a clash two of after. styles that I don't expect to go Kiwi way because I think every game I've watched South Africa play this year, um, they've controlled almost all of it. They've slowed it down. Um, they've sped it up when they've wanted. Ever since they got the the short ends of the first stick in the test, the first test against the Lions, they've just literally turned it up a couple of notches and they're playing cohesively and for a common cause. Rassi Erasmus's glory. <laughs> yeah, and now they're coming in front of fans. Uh, can I just make a point that I feel like the game is, is is so close. It could go either way. But I feel like the point you're making, Blake, is you believe there's like a chasm between the two the two teams. I don't think – like if New Zealand win, I don't think either Jim or I will be surprised. But the other way around, we won't be surprised. So you get your bets, but I don't. Oh, I'm, it's a narrow C. I'm going to say something controversial. I reckon New Zealand win that comfortably, and I reckon Australia are much more competitive um, against the Bockies than we think. I don't reckon they're as good as they, they seem. Okay, so do you remember, uh, Jim, that um, Blake's brought up a few times that your comment about Brody Retallick? Yeah. Um, just remember that when um, Australia aren't that competitive. Put, 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 just put, put, your, put your money down, Richard. You say something that's not the status quo. Fans don't forget, mate. Put it on record. Yeah. Jim said Retallick's fantastic furniture. I said the Bockies secretly a bit shit. Get off the fence, Richard. Okay. I'll turn. I'll turn on any of you. <laughs> Uh, Bring it, Jim. Bring it. Bring I, it. I understand what I'm saying is not supported by evidence. Just a hunch. Just a hunch. No, no, no. Well, Did they, if they're playing in Eden Park at 5.30, of course South Africa are going to have a very hard time. You're trying very to com- hard time. You're trying to compare Seabus Stadium and Eden Park. Very similar, mate. Very similar. Um, shall we have a quick prediction into this weekend? Uh, yeah. Australia v. Bockies, what do you boys think will be the result? Jim's picked Banks at 15 for our fall. 
Um, how ugly do you boys think it is? Well, it just it, it all depends on whether Banks plays because if Banks plays, then we know that there is a deliberate ploy to lose by an astronomical amount. To, just shut to, the door on him. Yeah, absolutely. So I think I need to wait for team selection before I make my uh, my final score. Um, uh, what do you think? Uh, yeah, all blacks in South Africa. No, no. Yeah, South Africa. South Africa will win by fifteen. Jim, it's going to be bad, man. Yeah, it's going to be bad. What do you reckon? I don't want to put numbers on it. Put a number. Oh, I'm going twenty. I'm going twenty. I'm putting numbers. Oh, I've got twenty. I've got the Bockies winning. Uh, less than twelve was my hunch, um, but it sounds quite close to Richard now. It's not controversial at all. Their defense, mate. You're under. You're understating their D. Yeah, no, I just don't. Th- I don't. I don't know if they're a tackle punisher. So I reckon they'll just chip away the threes, and then as it opens up, they'll get a try or two ahead in the last ten. Yeah. So that's 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 a hundred percent the narrative. Why? How is that controversial? I, I reckon the line will be eighteen twenty. Put your money, mate. Oh, you reckon I won't? You reckon I didn't lose a lot of money on the weekend? This yeah, fucking Corabetti can't tackle. Making the incorrect bets. <laughs> it's Corabetti, <laughs> by the way. In the 79th minute, buddy. What are you doing? Um, it's not going to kill you. What do you boys think? All Blacks, Argentina. Um, Ooh. It's a massacre, mate. Massacre. Yeah. There's going to be two massacres this weekend. One, one when uh, when Blake's other half finds out he lost a lot of money. That's number one. Yeah, what's the second one? Um, no, yeah, All Blacks, All Blacks, not by plenty. I reckon this will be tighter than we think as well. All Blacks by twelve. It's my number this week. Definitely not. Definitely a lot more what than the that. Fuck's going on over there? All Blacks by twelve. <laughs> no, seriously. Right. What are you doing, man? They they're currently flying over from South Africa. All the protocols you can think of. Did you probably see that um, photo? The the Bockies and the Argentinians were on the same plane over here. That's cool, man. That was cool. That was, no, that was cool, though. You know, it wasn't cool? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. They all play with each other anyway, don't they? All right, boys. Well, I think it's clear that we know that two uh, massacres are going to occur. I'm excited to watch the back-to-back games. Look, look to be perfectly honest with you, 5.15 and then what is it, 7.45, whatever. Great afternoon of rugby. Super excited. Looking forward to chatting about it next week. Yeah, for the first time this year, a back-to-back international uh, fixtures, which will be awesome. Mm, Thanks. Can't. And uh, <laughs> Can't wait. And uh, speak to you soon, guys. Thanks for listening. Cheers, bye. And welcome to the uh, Rugby Report card for another dark, cold, lonely week 
an absolute travesty, an embarrassment, some would say. Not I. Some would say embarrassment. The fixture that was the All Blacks v Australia in the third bled is low, Blake. How are you? But I'm not good. It was atrocious. Uh, it was only my second Father's Day, and I almost regretted being a father. It was that bad. I know. And you, do you think some of the clout you get on Father's Day that you don't get on others? You could actually have the time slot to watch it. I was so bloody excited for this. Uh, it's been 20 years since an afternoon test. Uh, the script was made. I was so excited. The performance was disgusting. It was never competitive. It was awful. Richard, what do you think? Yeah, it was expected, mate. Well, that hurts. Yeah. Yeah. You don't actually care about Blake. It's your son. He had to witness that. Yeah, that that, that hurts. That, that hurts. I feel bad for your son. <laughs> He's not um, asleep for the night games. Yeah. He's got his Wallaby jersey on and he's sound asleep. Slap most of the fans in the crowd then. Um. Well, Bruce, really quickly, I just wanted to address a few big picture things before we drill down into the players. Uh, And I know we've hit this one before, but is playing New Zealand too often ruining Australian rugby? The French series had genuine buy-in. South Africa are world beaters. They look like world beaters. Everyone's buying into their narrative. We're all excited for their test match against the All Blacks. It it has a a main event feeling about it because they haven't played the fucking All Blacks for two years when they lost to them at the World Cup. And as a result, they look fantastic. Are we playing the All Blacks too much? Is it ruining young players? Is it ruining the fans? Is it ruining Australian rugby? What do you think? Yeah, short answer, yes. Long answer, you throw me the keys, i got a two-tier system. The first team does not play the All Blacks. If I've got a team of under 25, they don't play the All Blacks until all of them turn 26. And then you just feed this charity team to the All Blacks to play the Bledisloe because we can't win it. It's an embarrassment. (laughs) It's losing traction in our code in our country. And we need to develop a team that is ready for the All Blacks when we start playing this shit and get this whole thing going again. So get Wendell out. Get Drew Mitchell, him and Ali Jones. Gitto will be eligible. Turanui in the centres. Turanui in the centres. Yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> that is a terrible strategy. Uh, Richard, what are your thoughts? Are, are we playing too often? Is it is it just crawling, winning culture, fan momentum, um, any – it just wrecks the fucking rugby season. Is, is it a problem? Um, First of all, I, uh, I just need to uh, ask, Jim, are you okay? Because that's that's crazy what you just said. Are you okay? Dude, mate, I'm, I'm, I'm a businessman, right? The current model's not working. You can't just tell everyone to tune in on a Sunday at three for them, for families to be Some wrong. Some people's kids are watching. You know? Some people's kids are watching for the first time too, Richard's Father's Day. No, sorry. I just wanted to um, check. I just wanted to check. But to answer your question, Blake, uh, no, I don't think you are playing them too much. I think if you look at your record against a lot of international teams um, across the world, um, I think you do actually have negative records against them. So you could argue you could play if you played England all the time or Ireland all the time or Fra- a full-strength France all the time, you could end up having the same record. So I think it's maybe a bit – I don't remember asking you to be a dick about it, Richard. Yeah. England is shit. It would be nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but right now, yeah. But don't you think it's genuinely not competitive? And I think that's what we saw on the weekend. There wasn't a facet of the game outside maybe the scrum that was even competitive. There was no individual brilliance or refereeing decision that would have even made this a game of rugby. It's just feel it's too easy. It's too easy to say, oh, we play him too much. Change, change it. I'm sorry. That's that's what's going to happen. I just can't. I don't like that. That you're running. Well, that I, as one of I your say two. we keep playing them. 
We run my two tier system. It's the only <laughs> way. Solved. Well, the well, under twenty, the under twenty six is an over twenty six is team. Yeah, okay, thanks. It has to be. I'd even be happy with twenty eight to be honest with you. Uh, okay, um, I'll leave it there. But, but I do think it's a problem, and it's a problem of they're a professional system. We're not. Uh, and it's a, it's a real problem. And yeah. that's the issue. That's the issue. It's not the fact that you're playing him too much. But anyway, move on. Yeah, sorry. What was that? Just the not playing him as much is a short-term fix and the, the professional tier system is a long-term fix. But moving on really quickly, the other issue I had. So you, so you think the professional tier system might work? Long-term. Oh, your system. You're talking about no, my no, two-tier no. system? Yeah. No, what are you doing? What are you doing? I want nothing to do with your, your system. You, Tuanui, Drew Mitchell can go, go, go hang out against the All Blacks. I'm not in. Um, my, my next question is, and this kills me as a Brumbies fan, it's going to hurt you, Jim, but I've got to say it. Um, is Dan McKellar being the forwards coach and whatever Brumbies bias there is in this team, is it a, is it a problem? Uh, he's clearly picking his boys. Uh, and I know what you two think about Tupo, but he clearly was the best Australian forward in Super Rugby. He's playing 22 minutes off the bench. We're not getting any action out of him. The entire forward pack is the Brumbies plus Hooper. Uh, the back line, the number 10's atrocious, Brumbies. 13's atrocious, Brumbies. 15's atrocious, Brumbies. Are there too many Brumbies in this team? They didn't win Super Rugby AU. We're picking two Reds in this team. I would hypothesise that if we pick the Reds with Michael Hooper, we do better than this Wallaby team is. Uh, is it a problem? Is my Brumby conspiracy true or am I talking shit? What do you think? Oh, I think you're talking shit. I think, um, <laughs> uh, if I'm honest, um, I think in this situation, there's, there's too many issues. So if you look at the argument about Reds players, I think Paisami obviously couldn't play because he was with his family at the moment in time. Um, I think if you look at that pack, you know, Swain, number six, didn't have a great game this, this week, but I think he's probably... Uh, earned his right to be be six. Uh, Valentini, I don't know the issue with Harry Wilson. If either of you do, then um, uh, he needs to play, yes. Uh, injuries has obviously stopped uh, James O'Connor playing. Um, so I think there there are some extenuating circumstances in there. Like Phillips is uh, Philip is not a, not a Brumby. Um, get rid of Banks, yeah, but I, I, I don't quite believe the narrative that you're running that it's a problem. He's picking his boys. I just think this week was an exception to the norm. Jim, what do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah, look, McKellar was definitely – I don't even know if he was the next guy off the rank. I reckon Brad Thorne had some pretty big stake on that position. But um, the Brumbies being the success that they were over the last two years, you know, I could see how it was made. Um, look, he knows those boys. He knows how to coach them. He knows what they can and can't do, and he can work with that talent. He probably needs a little more time to analyse the depths and the nuances of the Queensland pack to get what he wants. And he's got to go in with what he thinks is the best squad and what he knows is what he knows, and he doesn't know that squad. But it's not. But it's not. It's, this is this is this is assuming that he's as unprofessional as to rule out an entire pack it, based off what the state they're from. It's not the pack. Like if uh, positions one and James Slipper is. But the, he's only in charge of the pack. Yeah, I know. So that's why I'm saying I don't buy it. Like James Slipper is 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 the best option at one. We disagree with Tupo and Alaratala but there's not that big of a difference. Uh, BPA would have played. Um, if he wasn't obviously injured, so that he's not a Brumby. Philip is not a Brumby. Swain, we've been saying how good he is, but if um, Salakai Loto was was fit, then he'd be playing, so he's not a Brumby. And then you've got six, seven, eight, and that's only Valentini. And yes, I agree that Harry Wilson should be in. So I don't quite agree with that thing that it's it's over over Brumby five. Yeah, you've, you've done well there. I think five Brumbies, 
Five Brumbies and two on the bench for a pack that got schooled in Super Rugby um, is a recipe for not beating the All Blacks. And I just was throwing out the hypothesis, is Dan McKellar doing what Jim said, picking what he knows, uh, picking guys that train well uh, and not picking guys that deliver on the field? I, I think there's a Brumby problem in that team. Um, and I love the Brumbies and I don't want to believe it, but I just don't think they're delivering. Um and it seems to be some strange, strange decisions going on there. And when you have the provincial coach is the forwards coach uh, and five out of eight come from the Brumbies team, uh, and I think it's been more in other weeks, um, yeesh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Don't love it. Grim. But i tell you what is grim, the player rating this week. Let's get into them. <laughs> 